The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. It is Friday. Glad you're with us. Big show planned. Let's get to it. If you want to jump in, the WTMJ talking text line is 855-616-1620. Or uh, if you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He is producing the big broadcast tonight. And if you want to text, here's our question. Where will you be watching the Packers tomorrow? With that question comes this intro. It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Noonan with Brandon Snide. Yes, sirree, we are in the presence of a great prognosticator. The man who went against pretty much every network quote-unquote expert analyst to predict that, yes, we would be back this week talking about a Packers victory. Brandon Snyder, who you hear every morning doing Sports Eye Wisconsin's Morning News. You can read his stuff on WTMJ.com. Oh, my gosh, Brandon, you're, you are... The uh, you're you're the new Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> Look at us, Brian. Who would have thought we'd be in this mm-hmm. position that we're in? When I say this out loud, I want your reaction. Okay. Yeah. Packers are two wins away from going to the Super Bowl. Your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts go back to us talking in October and saying, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Uh, let's you know the youngest we and we keep harping on this the youngest roster in the NFL Jordan Love's first real year as the starter uh, let's just see yep. how they do we'll hope for the best but I think your quote was it's not like they're going to the playoffs or anything yeah I mean it you know it, it's remarkable and it's such a, a tremendous job really everybody involved I, I mean there's you got to give kudos and give the flowers to everybody involved but Sunday was just uh, was a total domination. I, I picked them to win. Um, yes, you uh, did. All week I picked them to win. As soon as they beat the Bears, I knew they were going to beat the Cowboys. But, I, Brian, I'll tell you what. I'd be lying to you if I told you that it was 20, in the fashion that it was, where it was 27 to nothing at one point in that late in that second quarter. I, I, I did not see that coming. I no, saw a win so coming. Fun. I mean, that was, that was just awesome. I, it's from, such a fun game. Tremendous game. But – I'd be lying to you if I said they were going to dominate the number two seed, arguably the best team in the NFL, um, you know, outside of the record, of course. But, you know, the Cowboys are really good all year. Top yeah. five offense, top five defense. I mean, I don't think people realize how good the Cowboys team is or was. Like, yeah, you know, it's Mike McCarthy and it's the Cowboys and they've had playoff failures before. But that is a historical good team. Like, they're good. They're really good. Well, let me ask you this because they looked awful, and I know we, you know you got all credit all credit to the Packers. They they came out, they did what they were supposed to do. You had mentioned they were going to play to a different level. Your your prediction was because they were the underdogs, they were a, a team to be feared. It looked as if the Cowboys heard what you said and went. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about because the Cowboys didn't look like they had practiced. It looked like they thought the game was on Monday night and got a quick call on Sunday to show up. Things didn't, they didn't look like a team that was ready for a playoff game. No, and the beauty of it, you know, the beauty of the playoffs, and I wrote about this uh, in Extra Points this morning, 
is, you know, the beauty of it all is you don't have to be the better team, you know, throughout the course of the year. The Cowboys were clearly the better team. They were better than Green Bay. They were the two seed. They were division champions. They were the second favorites to go to the Super Bowl uh, in the Easter, in the um, uh, NFC. But the playoffs, Brian, is it doesn't matter. You just have to be better in that one game. And Green Bay came right. out. They punched them in the mouth, literally punched them in the mouth, and Dallas just didn't know how to respond. And it was it was a total domination in all three phases, right? Like special teams was sound. Um, defense played tremendous. Two turnovers in the first half. Uh, they were able to get to Dak Prescott a few times and put pressure on him. They shut down CeeDee Lamb pretty much until uh, into that third quarter when he got his first catch. Like they just they dominated him in every facet. It wasn't even a, you know, it wasn't even close. But no, that's the thing though about this Packers team is that they have taken that underdog mentality. But they're also the hottest team in the NFL. And I think people need to start realizing that is like, yeah, they snuck into the playoffs. They're nine and eight. You know, it wasn't you know, all up until week 18 where they had to play the Bears. They haven't lost in a month. Like, they're the hottest yeah. team in the NFL right now. Like, they have played, their offense is, is on par with anybody. Jordan Love is the best quarterback. I'm not saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's better <laughs> than Josh Allen, but he is playing the best ball that. Of the, of the teams that are left in the playoffs, twenty-one touchdowns to just one interception since week eleven. That's num- both of those are good enough for the best in the NFL. It's not a discussion. They're they're the hottest team. They have the best quarterback. You are you are obviously we can hear it in your voice. The the <laughs> it's so much different from when we talked to even in December when things sure. were you know it was like oh okay things are starting to turn around a little bit. You were very. You were cautiously optimistic. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. like to throw Tommy under the bus. Oh no, I know where you're going with this already. Where am I? <laughs> we we might have had a conversation off the air as soon as Brandon left, yes. and I didn't use the oh. term. I didn't use the term boat race, but it's you know somewhere along those lines. I was not as confident in Green Bay uh, right. after last week, but I also didn't expect the defense to play as well as it did. I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier already, but Snide, when's the last time you had that much fun watching the Packers? I mean, that was a prime Aaron Rodgers level of fun game. That was that offense, the yeah. defense able to make big plays like that. I don't remember. It's probably been years since I've had that much fun watching the Packers. Yeah, that was uh, – it's been – you know, the, only, the one game that comes to the mind, um, Tommy, to answer your question a little bit, is that 42 to nothing halftime game against yeah, the Bears. That's when when the Aaron last. had six touchdowns in the first half. I mean, yeah. it was just everything was in mode. There was never worry in the game. I know at the end they gave up the garbage time and whatever. Yeah, the was score was close. score was already done. It was done. From a front to back of a game – there was never worry, and it was so much fun, and I hope they have the same approach this week. Take the ball, trust the offense, go hit them in the mouth again. Well, I, I want to I I get a, into – oh, go ahead, Brandon. Well, I was just going to say real quick, I think Tommy you know, kind of nails it right there. It's a team that, that knows that they're the underdogs. They've embraced that. They understand that they're the youngest team in the NFL. But if you watch these guys interact in the locker room after practice, at the podium, after uh, a game, they're loose. It's a loose bunch. And, and a team that is loose, not stressed, not having the pressure, uh, not necessarily having to prove to anybody. The Packers have proven already. If they go out and lose on Saturday, 
this season is still a raging success, and it's not even debatable. Yeah. And if they win, they're going to start etching their name into some of the greatest seasons in Packer history. It's it's if you're the if you're a if you're a Packers player, this is you're it's you're in a win-win situation. Brandon Snide is with us. You can hear him doing sports every morning on Wisconsin's Morning News. Read his extra points on WTMJ.com. All right, let's turn our attention to tomorrow. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll see what the Packers need to take from what they did last week to tomorrow and what they need to bring that might be a little bit different. Brandon Snide is with us. It's Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan here with Brandon Snyde, who joins us every week for Tundra Talk. Oh, my goodness. The Packers are in the playoffs. You know that. They're playing the 49ers tomorrow night. Brandon is here. Uh, All right, Brandon, tomorrow, one of the big matchups is going to be the running games for both teams because Aaron Jones has been dominating, but uh, Christian McCaffrey has been having a pretty good season in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. How is the Packers' defense going to make what what kind of adjustment do you think they're going to have to make if any for McCaffrey well I think number one um they have to play mentally sound football and what I mean by that is obviously technique but number two lane integrity um Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith are going to be huge in this game Brian because if they get upfield and you saw it a lot with Rashawn Gary um, against the Cowboys where he was almost behind Dak Prescott a lot, allowed Dak yep. Prescott to kind of move up in the pocket and get around to the outside. So lane integrity, um, rushing lane integrity, I think is going to be the biggest factor in stopping a guy like McCaffrey. He like, He's a guy that likes to go outside more than he does inside. So those two are going to be the huge X factors. Obviously, um, Isaiah McDuffie, who is questionable, um, is a concern. They're, they're a little bit thin. With linebackers, uh, Quay, or, uh, Quay Walker has been banged up this year. Drake Campbell uh, missing a couple of games this year as well. So they're going to have to have huge games. And on the Packers side of things, you just got to keep doing what you've been doing if you're Matt LaFleur. Aaron Jones, I would say in the last four weeks, Brian, not only is it the best football of this season, he's averaging 119 games over the last four games, or 114, uh, 119 yards, I should say. Um, but this is the best football of his career, in my opinion. He looks fresh. He looks spry. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he he just looks like a totally rejuvenated player. Um, the offense is obviously going to be predicated on the success of Aaron Jones. If they're able to establish the run and, and get that yards for carry up to four or five uh, for Aaron Jones, that's going to open up the floor for for uh, for Jordan Love to step up and, 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 and make plays. And, and the 49ers, if there's a weakness, I, they're pretty, you know, pretty really – well-rounded team but if there is a weakness it's in the back end of the secondary and, and a way to you know exploit that is obviously establish a run game play action fake roll out kind of what you've been seeing uh jordan love do and when jordan loves under center and they're and they're passing the ball while he's under center his completion percentage is near 70 percent. so that tells you how much how, that that tells you right there how important the run game is so it's important for both teams yeah. Um, because if, if San Francisco can't establish a run, yet, I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to be able to throw up 45 attempts and lead an offense. Can he do it? I'm sure it's possible, but we haven't seen it consistently. Jordan Love, we've seen it. He's won you know shootouts before. He, he's been sure. able to score points. Um, so you know you, you can kind of see it from the Packers' point of view. 
for Green Bay, if they shut down the run, I think they have a really good chance of winning this game. Well, and that's got to be predicated on how well this offensive line is going to play, too. This is obviously the best front they're going to go up against this week, sure. but they've been on fire. I mean, I think it's Jordan Love's been sacked twice in the last four games, and then obviously now take that on to Aaron Jones, four straight 100-yard games. Do you have any concern with the offensive line going up against San Francisco this week, or you think they're ready for the challenge based on how they've played the last few? Yeah, great question, Tommy. I think, you know, I, I like Nick Bosa a lot from a player's perspective. I think he's one of the best um, all-pro uh, type player. Micah Parsons is probably a little bit better. And the only reason I say Micah Parsons is a little bit better because Micah isn't going to rush from one side or the other, right? Like he can come at you up the middle, you know, like anywhere. Um, so he's a dangerous pass rusher, the most, the most dangerous in the NFL, in my opinion. And you didn't hear his name get called once. Uh, in that game on Sunday, or yeah, game on Sunday for sacking Jordan Love, you know. So if they're able to, you know, control Parsons, which obviously they've been able to do, I think that they're going to have a real good opportunity as far as this offensive line to slow down, uh, you know, guys like uh, Kinlaw and Nick Bosa. And I mean, Armstead, they're loaded in San Francisco. But again, kind of goes back to like the whole Jordan Love really hot, Aaron Jones being really hot. This offensive line's really hot. They shut down Montez Sweat in Week 18. They shut down Micah Parsons the following week. I mean, they're playing some of their best ball, and it's not a coincidence that it all started happening once the run game started coming along. Because if you get defenses playing on their heels, a lot easier from an offensive lineman to dictate, you know, that play. You know, if the offense or if the defense doesn't know Packers are running or passing, and you saw it in that Cowboy game, they, that defense had no idea what was coming. That just, I mean, guys are 15. 17 yards away from the uh, from Luke Musgrave on that touchdown. So that's offended. That's where it comes in, into play with the Jordan Love, Aaron Jones. Is also comes into play with the offensive line. If they can establish the run and the pass, that that's going to generate a lot of push for this offensive line. Is there going to be maybe a sack or two? Probably. That's you know, San Francisco can rush for and get to the quarterback. That not many teams can do that. San Francisco can. Nick Bosa is an All Pro, one of the best in the in National Football League but I have full confidence in this offensive line. There's always a lot of talk, Brandon, about the bye week, whether it helps or hurts. In the playoffs, what do you think? San Francisco obviously coming off the bye week. Is that going to give them an edge? Is it going to make them rusty? Where do you fall on that? Well, if you're a Packers fan, Brian, you hated the bye weeks because it seemed like we always flat, you know, came out with low energy, You know, whether that's a player or coach's, uh, you know, issue, you know, nonetheless, it happened. Um, they also sat their starters in week 18. So these guys haven't played in three weeks. Well, most of their team hasn't played in three weeks. They didn't play their starters in week 18. They already had the one seed locked up. Now, injury side of things, they're about as healthy as they have been all year. Butler and Farrell is the only one I believe that's out for Sunday or for Saturday. Um, Drake Greenlaw is questionable. They're starting linebacker. But other than that, they're pretty healthy. So that's where it benefits them. Where it hurts them is every team's a little bit different. And the 49ers are more of a finesse timing offense where the timing's off, the play's not necessarily going to work. You know, Brock Purdy's more of, I don't want to call him a system quarterback because I feel like that's kind of a, a downgrade to the year he's had. He's a good quarterback. But he plays in a very, you know, time sinking offense and if it's uh, timing's off a little bit he's not a guy that's gonna <laughs> escape the pocket and make a, a throw on the run 
Um, right. So I think it can be. I think it can hurt a team like that. You know, a team where uh, that Shanahan offense relies on timing, and, and you haven't played in a meaningful game since the third week in December. I mean, we're halfway through January. We're past halfway through. So they haven't played meaningful football. We're, we're almost going on a month. Um, so I think that does play into it. I think that's something that's being overlooked. A lot of people aren't talking about it, but when you haven't played a meaningful football game a month and then all of a sudden you're thrown into a must-win, have-to-perform, all the pressure's on you. If Green Bay beats you, they make history again. That's a lot. That's a lot for a team. Um, and, again, a team that also has a lot to prove where they fell up short last year against the Eagles and, and Brock Purdy left that game. But it's also it also can hurt them, and I think Saturday you're going to see that. All right, now, I don't – well, we have to. We have to put your – prediction mastery to the test one more time. We have to put it all on the line tomorrow night. First of all, where are you going to be watching the game? Because I, I, I have not. I would love to have a camera on you while you're watching this game tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if you'd want that. I don't know if I'd want that. I don't know if anybody would want that. There's a lot of things being said during a game where I may not uh, mean after the game. Um, so... <laughs> My parents are like my best friends, so I, right. I go to their house. If I'm not working the game, um, I go to their house in the basement. They okay. have a huge area, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. I'm I'm really happy it's on Saturday. You know, maybe not yeah. for the, the players because short turnaround, but how lucky are we? You know, especially for me on on Sunday when uh, my Monday morning my alarm clock goes off at three thirty in the morning, so I can enjoy the game Saturday night. So that's yes. where I'm gonna be. That's where I'm gonna be watching it. So I'm excited. To, to enjoy it, you know, whether win or loss, I'm going to do, I'm going to try my best to enjoy it. Well, that's good. And what do you think will be the outcome? Put on your big, your uh, Karnak hat again, look into your crystal ball, which has been so successful <laughs> and see if we will be I, talking you, about a win next week. You and I are going to have another conversation again next week, Brian. I do. I just, there's something different about this team. Every time we've tried writing them off, they've, Every time, nobody thought they were going to win against Dallas. Maybe except me. They win. Well, yeah, you know, Tommy sure did, gonna... right, Tommy? Well, let's look into Brandon's <laughs> green and gold crystal ball and see what he sees. All right, Let, I'm trying. I'm seeing. Why don't you look at? All right, Tommy. I need a look. Bra- Brandon is saying it's it's a lock. I think they cover the spread. I don't think the offense is the reason why they lose. That's where I'm at with this game. See, but I think we got to look back. You know, there's so many parallels to the 2010 team. When Green Bay entered the, the as the sixth seed in Atlanta, you know, at the time Atlanta was the one seed, nobody thought they were going to be able Absolutely. to win that game. Yeah. Nobody thinks nobody thinks Green Bay is going to win this game. Every every you can lay 100 excuses to why Green Bay will not win this game. But again, we've been saying that all year about this team, and every time we think they're down, they're not, and they yeah, get right back that's up. That's true. And I think until it doesn't. The conversations we've had all season, it's been, you know, oh, things are not looking good. We got to, we need a new defensive coordinator. We need, everything's got to be changed. Oh, wait a minute. Not so much. I I could be convinced that you could say the winner of this game will win the Super Bowl. I agree with that wholeheartedly. If Green Bay wins this game, which they will. My final score prediction is 31-27, a Packers win. If Green Bay wins this game, there's nothing that can stop them, other than maybe themselves, you know, having a, a game where they just don't play well. Right. But they can beat – Wow. I mean, they put it on display. They put it on display against Dallas. I mean, Dallas is a yeah, really good team. And they went in there and, and they, 
you know, they, they shut him up. They punched him in the mouth. I believe that was a seven and a half point uh, line for that game. This week is anywhere from like nine to 10 points. Biggest underdog this week. But I think it's a team that's embracing it. I think they like it. Yeah. I really do. I well, mean, it's, and they're loose. They're playing good. They're playing some of their best football at the best time of the year. And it's going to continue on next week. All right. That's Brandon's prediction. It is going to be an exciting game tomorrow night. Brandon, it is always a pleasure. It's uh, it's exciting and you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed for a a victory conversation next week. Either way, listen to Brandon every morning on Wisconsin's Morning News, doing sports, read his extra points on WTMJ.com. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, Brandon. We will talk next week. Absolutely, Brian. Have a good weekend. Go Packers. Thank you. All right, uh, Tommy, any, you know, now that Brandon hung up again, you want to everything? You think they're going to. I can't be as optimistic as him. I'm a big fan. I'm a massive fan. I know you're a huge fan. I, I, I can't. It. I can't be as optimistic. I'm. Is it because you don't want your heart broken? We'll talk about it after. Yeah, we'll let's talk do about it. it after. Let's do it after. <laughs> let's do a quick break, and then we'll get. Uh, then it's news time. Wyatt is uh, patiently waiting, and uh, we'll get to Wyatt in right after this on WTMJ. If only you could see all of the beautiful things that I see in you. Yes, Tommy, that's what the Packers are singing to you. If only you could see all the beautiful things. Uh, I understand. Before, when we were talking to Brandon at the end, Tommy, Tommy expressed a little nervousness. Now you are a hundred percent a Packers fan. There's no doubt about it. But I think your hesitancy to get too invested is always warranted because sports fans know whether it's the Packers, the Bucks, the Brewers, whatever team you root for. Um, I know we have some Bears fans listening. Bears fans. <laughs> Bears fans are uh, notorious for building up hope only to have it squashed. And after a while, uh, like like who bet on love all the time, not Jordan Love, but, you know, smoochy, smoochy love, uh, which is the worst way to describe love I think I've ever heard, and I said it. But uh, you know what I mean. Your heart hardens. It is the problem, Tommy, you just you don't want to be disappointed. You want to, if you say, well... I don't know if they can do it. Then, if it doesn't happen, you're you're not as broken up as if you're like Brand, Brandon's. Brandon's a hundred percent in. He's yeah. he's pot committed. He's ready There's for no his chips heart to left be broken. Tossed yes, yes. He he put his heart on the table. Well, you're and keeping your heart close to the vest. Well, and. Invested a hundred percent. I am invested. So there's no. Oh, I'm I not going that. to not invest in the team. What. I struggle with is there are a lot of Packer teams and a lot of Packer fans that can relate to this where we've done this already before. We have invested when we were sure. farther in the playoffs even too than this. We're only in the divisional round still here. I mean, we've had countless NFC championship games that we felt really good about going into for the team and what they could do out there. And then when you have the 2014 NFC Championship game that just, I mean, I, I probably think about that game an unhealthy amount monthly <laughs> still. Just lives rent-free in my head. Everyone knows the name Brandon Bostick and knows exactly where you go right on a moment like that. And there was other teams, you know, where Aaron Rodgers led them to a 15-1 and record and they get bounced yep. early by the Giants. And there's Cardinals teams that have done this. Plus, now we're going up against a team who has given us this heartbreak 
countless times in these exact moments. But isn't that part of fandom? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's what we. That's what we as fans have to endure. Yes, I agree 100%. Unless you're from Boston, then you get a title every five years in whatever sport you go through. It doesn't matter. Oh, then. I don't know. The Red Sox uh, waited a little while. They did, they but sh- they also got <laughs> blessed with Tom Brady, and the Bruins are always good, and the Celtics are always competitive. I mean, it's definitely, that's the easiest fan base to be a well, fan yeah, of, but in the, my opinion. I mean, the Packers are normally competitive. There's There haven't been yes. too many seasons where they're not at least competitive. And especially not- over the last 30 years. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, so they've had great talent at quarterback. So you could say the same thing that you're saying about Boston, about Packers fans. Sure, sure. Packers Packers fans are not um, strangers to winning. No, we are not. We've won the most games ever, actually. The, well, Correct. the Packers have won the most well, games. And, and tomorrow, if they win, they the Packers will set another record for playoff victories. I am totally okay with being wrong on my prediction. I will be rooting for my prediction to be wrong, in fact. I, but what what I what I'm wondering is what's then why make that prediction? Are you just trying to be a realist? Are you? I know you're not doing it to be a troll. I know that. No. Um, is it is it? Well, I don't want to give in to romanticism. I don't want to be a homer. I just I'm looking at I'm looking at the figures. You're being very analytical. I am I'm looking I at do, the numbers. I do I'm try to be rational. Data. I do try to be rational when I look at professional football I obviously have my biases on maybe specific players or you know even in the instances of the teams of who I root for but when right. I look at professional sports I, I do try to be a realist like you said I, I do try to look at it as you know this 49ers team is probably the favorite to win the Super Bowl on betting odds they've had a running back who for the first time since Emmett Smith led Every single week in rushing yards from the beginning right. to the end of the season in Christian McCaffrey, they have a very deep receiving core with tight ends and with outside receivers. And on top of it, one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. This is not a team that is at the number one seed for fraudulent play. No, I understand I understand all that. And I listen, I for a different reason, I'm I'm Irish, so we always see the doom and the gloom yeah. uh, in things. So, you know, I watched my dad do that with any time we were watching a sports team. And it wasn't that he didn't want our teams to win. Sure. He just always was like, I don't know. It was like a schleprock from the old uh, Gulliver's Travels cartoon. I will say that oh, no. my, confidence, like my confidence this week is higher than it was last week. And oh, not, that's good. not a confidence necessarily in a win, but a confidence in they'll keep it competitive. And last week, like I t- told you guys on the air, but I yep. said to you off air, I didn't think that this game was going to be very competitive last week. And it was not, but it was in our favor, um, in and the you Green were not Bay favor. Happy, you were not happy making that statement. No. You didn't take any glee in it. No. Or, or joy in it, rather. You were ready. Uh, you were almost begrudgingly going, oh, boy. No, and I had a lot of faith. I had a lot of faith in Jordan Love coming into this season. I was very ready to move on at the quarterback position, so I've sure. been nothing but behind that transition and super excited to see him. What he has done in the second half has really, as I said, been very reminiscent and what Snide said of those early year Aaron Rodgers years where it was 
always a chance because of who you had playing quarterback. Right. I am at that mindset where we have a chance because we have this quarterback. Right, and you also have now a receiving core that, while they're young, has gelled with that quarterback. Yes. And that's why that's another reason the second half has really taken off. Uh, you've got a defense that looks a lot different than they did a month ago. So there's a lot of things to look at. And I know it sounds like a cop-out, but I do agree with what Brandon said, uh, and that no matter what happens tomorrow, this season, this season is a success 100%. because it shows you what you've got going into next year. Now. Everything you they know, have oh done. Oh, my goodness, we're good. Everything that they have done this year and now continue to do is 100% house money still. I don't care what we've said on these airwaves from other places. Uh, I don't believe that the Packers are now invested even more so because of this. Now it's there's room for disappointment or any way in that with the way the results go over the next week yeah. or maybe a couple of weeks, whatever happens. Everything they have done this season is now on house money, and what they continue to do, it only adds to successes. We are 100% as a fan base grateful for whatever happened. It's going to be exciting tomorrow night. Let's take a quick break, and then this is – I know we're, we're a little sports-heavy tonight, but this uh, news – about an iconic sports brand perhaps being done for good, uh, what will become of Sports Illustrated? We'll talk about that and more after this. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, we're here until 9 tonight. Oh, my goodness, can you believe it? Friday night. This is... Uh, I guess I say it's sad news because it's one of those things that as a younger person, I um, took a lot of enjoyment in. I used to read Sports Illustrated all the time, especially once a year. I think we all know. Uh, Tommy, you know what I'm talking about. I once know what you're Sports talking about, yes. Oh, my God. The swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. Not to be... Don't sleep on that when you were young. I, I guess they still do it. I don't know. I oh, haven't yeah, seen they were it still doing decades. it. Yeah. But um, they used man, to do oh, the body well, mag too, right? That was same, right. Yes, same when thing. they'd have the athletes. Yep. Uh, in that one, they'd have male and female bodies. Right. Though, I remember. I which, think a lot of Milwaukee people can attest. Like the Prince Fielder body mag was like a huge deal when that came out. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he, he just looked yeah. so strong the entire time, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those. So that was a and I, a big one, but it was it was great. Like after your team won anything, you had to get Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah, because you because they were on the cover. The reporting was always good. The stories were great, but uh, that could all be coming to an end because Sports Illustrated's corporate owner told employees today that they're laying off quote a significant number, possibly all of the magazine's unionized staff. It's because it, this is one of those kind of convoluted business merger takeover kind of things. So Authentic Brands Group has owned Sports Illustrated since 2019. After they acquired it, they sold SI's publishing rights to a company called the Arena Group. The Arena Group has missed a payment for those rights, according to the union. Um, Authentic Brands has responded to that by pulling Arena Group's publishing license, uh, and that's why everybody was laid off today, and that's why the magazine uh, may be may be done. And it's one of the now 
I'll be honest, I haven't read Sports Illustrated in a while, unless I'm in a doctor's office. Then I always like, oh, let me see what's in Sports Illustrated. They used to have a really good Sports Illustrated Kids, too. I remember reading yes. that very often, and they had a lot of cool things you could learn and still keep yeah. up with current events and sports, but you know, obviously made for children. Well, and I don't know. Do people still get magazines? We I used to get a bunch of magazines. Sure. Um, now the only ma- and I don't know how we still get People magazine because I never subscribed to it. I don't know who got us a People magazine. Uh, I signed you up as a joke. Yes, that was me. Thank you, Tommy. Mm-hmm. It comes every week. Yeah. Uh, learned a lot about Mariska Hargitay this week. That was yeah. exciting. So I appreciate it. You got to keep up. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. You got to know about pop culture. I got to know. Uh, you know, which Jonas brother is getting divorced and uh, got to learn about, uh, you know, some recipes from some famous people because I got to know what Kathy Griffin's chicken wings taste just, like. Just so another one of my efforts to keep you young. That's all I do. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I usually read it on the toilet. I don't know if that makes me young or not. But, uh, that's uh, where most magazines, I would say, are consumed, right? That is true. Uh, except for the swims. I'll never forget. Uh, this is... This is well, this is an attempt to keep me old again. People of men of a certain age will remember the Cheryl Teagues issue of Sports Illustrated. That was, um, I think, that was a major awakening for a lot of young men mm. because she was it. Well, Cheryl Teagues was like the hottest model in the world at that point, and she was in a white kind of mesh one-piece bathing suit, except they had gotten her a little wet because you know she's on the beach. Yeah. And it's a bathing suit. And it was white mesh. So, yes. You know. I think we know where we're going with this. Yes. Yeah. I just uh, allow me time to walk down memory lane. A bit, I, I get it. I, mean, I, I get I, it. You know, I'm lucky I can still I don't remember even know things like who that. Cheryl Teague is. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So, you've. She was the Kendall Jenner of my generation, oh, Tommy. Okay. Great. Does, um, that put it in, does that put it in perspective? Sure. Sure. I can. Who's I a can, hot model now? Bella Hadid? You know more hot models than I do, I guess. Now, uh, I used to date a lot of hot models. I, I could see that too. Yes, they probably woke could, up. Yeah, a couple people magazines. You just reach out. You're so you know, you're Brian. Oh, sure. Newton, I know right? them all. Yeah. I've, uh, listen, I'm very, I'm very up to date. But uh, that was a big one. Uh, I so that said though, because Sports Illustrated is like part of a uh, part of Americana, and now because of weird publishing rights, it could go away. I don't know. Sports Illustrated kids gone. Maybe they'll still be. Maybe they'll still be online. I don't know if they have an online presence. I'm sure they do. Uh, that could make sense. Presence. But I guess if they're firing all the employees related to it, you would think that would disband that too. Yeah, I don't know who's going to write for it. Right. If, you know, well, we've got some. Uh, we got some people who are just going to write for free because they just want exposure. No, I don't think so. Not good. Uh, yeah, they're SI. Hold on, I'm looking. Yeah, SI.com. So they still have their online magazine, but listen, you can't uh, you can't read a swimsuit issue on the computer. <laughs> I guess you could, yeah. but you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, listen, that's enough of that. Uh, I'm gonna t- thankfully it's news time, so I can go look up Cheryl Teagues and see what's going on with her. On the other side of the news, oh my gosh, it's Friday night, eight o'clock. You know what that means? Yep, we open up the drive-through window. We'll do that after the news, which comes your way right after this on WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. 
This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Butter pecan coffee at Dunkin'. That was Dunkin pretty donuts, good. you mean? Uh, yes. And I was shocked by the bill. Shout out Culver's, yeah. Shout I've heard very Culver's. good things about their fish ride. I'm going to go to Panera. I'm going to get a bagel sandwich. Doritos and Papa John's are teaming up. Anything that says ranch. That's why I barely watch a Western about cattle drives. Uh, because of you guys, I had to analyze the hamburger. <laughs> we eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Night drive through window one more time. Yes, Tommy and I love to throw open the drive-thru window on a Friday night. If there's something new that you've tried or you want to make a fast food recommendation, you know you can hit us up, 855-616-1620 on the WTMJ talk and text line. Somebody did ask on the text line if I still had a copy of that Sports Illustrated. I do not. I have a physical copy, but there will always be one in my mind uh, with Cheryl Teagues. All right, I, Tommy, this week I ventured out. Oh. Yes, I know. Even despite the horrible cold. Well, this is why I ventured out. Monday, you know, it was it was ungodly cold. It was like cold, cold where it, it's ridiculous. It's like questioning why you live here. Cold, always. Yes. Every year I do the same thing, but this year when it gets like when it's the air temperature is thirteen below zero and mm. the wind chill is thirty below zero, you really go, "This is dumb." Yeah, right. Why are we oh, doing this? Pardon me, but uh, my mom. I, I had made plans to go to my mom's uh, last Monday, MLK Day, to do bring in her her Christmas boxes so she could start packing stuff up. She had me do a little, but she wanted she likes leaving it up for a while. So I was like, okay. And then it was going to be that cold, and I had to go out Sunday. This is uh, I had to go out Sunday because I was emceeing a huge event, and I thought it's so cold. I'm going to call my mom and just tell her I'll come out Saturday and do the boxes because it's so cold. Well, before I could call her and uh, break plans, she sent me a text. Hey, instead of doing the Christmas stuff tomorrow, I haven't been able to go grocery shopping. uh, And I really need some stuff from the store. Can you go grocery shopping for me? So... Of course. She sends me a list, and I realize, wow, she really did need a lot of groceries. That's I'm glad she asked me, and so I went. So I'm dropping all this stuff off at her house, and I'm hungry, and I said, you know what? There's been this fast food item that I really wanted to try. Now, I think we can all remember in 2019 when Popeye's introduced their chicken sandwich. What? The world was turned upside down. Yeah. Now, this is I didn't try that. I've had that one. Okay. That one's great. Love it. In November, they introduced a blackened chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. It used to be in our intro when we first made it. I remember that. Yes. I had not had one, and I thought, I'm going to have, I'm going to treat myself to a blackened chicken sandwich. And? Well, first of all, I didn't realize there were going to be two options. There's the original or the spicy. Now, I always go when with their original chicken sandwich. I always go with the spicy, and I'm never disappointed. It is very spicy. I went with the spicy with the blackened. Now, I like blackened, and I like spicy. I like this sandwich quite a bit, but let me let me caution you. If you are going to try it, 
the spicy blackened chicken sandwich is really spicy. Like, oh my God, I'm glad I got a medium soft drink instead of uh, a small. Because I'm gonna need I'm gonna need something to cool this cool the heat in mm, my mouth. Mm-hmm. And you like spicy too. I do like spicy, yeah. and I like the sandwich. It's got the same kind of sauce, the same pickles, the same bun as the original, but there's no breading. And I thought, you know, being silly me, I thought, oh, that's going to make it a lot healthier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not really. It's still 973 calories. Yeah. But the original chicken sandwich is 1,122 calories. Okay. So. A little better. Yeah. Um can have a cookie with that. Sure. Or, you know, you go with the uh, the large cookie. Or a medium soft medium drink instead of a small, yeah. yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's seasoned with black pepper, cumin, red pepper, garlic, onion, paprika, white pepper, and salt. Um, and man, oh man, it was good. And it, you know, what I liked is it didn't have the, the breading on it. I liked the breading on the original sandwich, but I liked this one... I like this one better, and I like a good blackened seasoning. Mm. So I'm down a hundred percent for my for the recommendation. I'm giving it five napkins. I will tell you, uh, as as with the original Popeye's chicken sandwich, I parked and ate it. I did. It's not a sandwich that I would eat while I was driving. Yeah, it got a little bit of mustard to it. You, you know? get the yeah, you get the sauce. Plus, uh, again, I don't know if I've mentioned this. It's really spicy, so you might drive off a cliff um, just out of the shock. But it was really good, and um, again, when they first brought it out, they said it was starting at five ninety nine. I got just the sandwich, and I think I got a medium Coke, eleven bucks. Ooh. I know. Yeah. I, I have something. I, I did see something. I didn't really put it in my thing, uh, in my stories, but they're saying to expect fast food prices to increase even more as they are going on right now. Forget it, then. Yeah. I'm out. Uh, I do I have. Will, I will go for that double Big Mac we talked about yes. last week once. Well, just I, I, got I to. do have a McDonald's story kind of here. Uh, I think a couple of them. Share it. So All I, right. I do want to. The first, it's a two parter. So it's. I want to make sure that no one is tuning in to confirm rumors that we've heard something. Um, it, it was a big social media story I saw this week that McDonald's is going to bring back a popular breakfast item after three years. Um, there is a catch to this. So they are indeed going to bring back the breakfast wrap so you remember they had the snack wraps or whatnot uh yes that, that you know with you could get the chicken and had the lettuce and tomato in it so they had right, one right. for breakfast as well and it had Ooh. pretty much everything in it the sausage the egg the hash brown all in a tortilla okay i i i know people rely on us for their fast food news especially in the sure milwaukee area it's not coming to america it's not coming what? back. It's going to only be in the UK and Ireland uh, if you want to go and get it. So I don't know if that's something that we can see maybe on that international menu I was talking about last week where you might be able to get it eventually, but it's not going to be in America. I do, however, have another new item from a different fast food restaurant, and I do have to give some kudos to our good friend Justin Garcia for putting me onto this story. Really? He oh, broke the Justin, news to our me. field reporter. Yes. Uh, Taco Bell 
you know they have the cinnamon twists. Uh, I, I do mean, know that. yeah, they're they're pretty much cardboard with cinnamon on it, but they taste amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are going to be making a new breakfast cereal of the cinnamon twists, which I can get behind on that. It is, is only that like a cinnamon toast crunch, though. It's called cinnamon twist cereal. Now the shape of it is kind of like the cinnamon twisty type shape, you know, that okay. comes in a little bit wound. They are teaming yeah. up, though, with Uber Eats to have this uh, cereal drop, and it's only going to be available through Uber Eats. So you can then get a box of it and have it delivered to your house. I don't have the price right here in front of me, but I do have uh, something to note. You're going to have to be, I think, our boots on the ground for this. It's going to yeah, be yeah. residents in New York, L.A., Miami, Dallas, and Chicago that they're going to start it off with. So it started on Tuesday the 16th, so a couple of days ago. Uh, You just have to be able to order a box. You can order a box for free, I think, actually, in a certain window here, I think until Monday the 22nd. Uh, And then any – or actually, it's any cost over $2 or more, then you can get it for till the 22nd. Uh, the cereal will so be available. I have, to, I have to order something from Taco Bell on Uber Eats. Yes, and then you can Two also things that I rarely, rarely, <laughs> by rarely I mean never do. Right? Yeah, I, I I'm not a big uh, DoorDash Uber Eats guy. I mean, no. if I do, I do it for the pickup because then I can just go there and get it. It's the same price then. But okay. yeah, I, I do struggle with uh, trying to do that. Uh, but sign up for the Taco Bell Rewards, go through the app, right. and then uh, boom, you can get a cereal. It's a limit of one Some box cereal. one box per customer, though, if you are trying to get a couple of boxes. Um, but I thought that was... <laughs> if you're going to hoard it yeah. and sell it on Thought it, it was interesting. Thought it was interesting. It is interesting. You know? I, don't, I'm not, I know they've been pushing their breakfasts, so it is an interesting concept. Um, well, we'll stay on the breakfast train uh, maybe you want breakfast for a penny. I'll tell you how to get it when we reopen the drive through window right after this on WTMJ Nights. 20. All right, Tommy left off with a Taco Bell breakfast cereal. Uh, I have breakfast news for a penny. Yes, sirree. On January 30th, Burger King, a place where I have never ordered their breakfast. Ooh. Never. And I love a Whopper. I think a Whopper may be my favorite fast food hamburger, or it's in the top three. But I've never had breakfast at Burger King. Well, on January 30th, you can get a croissant for just a penny in honor of National Croissant Day. Yes, the sandwich, you know. I've never had it, but you know what it is. It's a choice of meat. Bacon, sausage, black forest ham. Then it's got egg and cheese. It's all on a croissant. It's been at Burger King since 1983. Mm. You'd think in all these years, in all my travels, I would have had one. You're moaning with delight, Tommy. I can I can feel your saliva dripping through my headphones. I would argue that Burger King is the most underrated fast food breakfast out there. I Really? Would almost say it might be better than one with a couple of arches for a logo. If I had to make a hot take, is that right? I love See, the croissant. I've only had... I love the croissant over the Eng- okay. over the English muffin. See, and I go biscuit. I love a I love a sandwich on a biscuit. Oh my gosh, it's so dry I though, do. Brian. That's why I like it. I like to go. Right. While I'm eating my breakfast. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I, you, can I, pull, you can pull that for the next. Yeah, the that'll next be that'll be window. that's marked already. It's already marked. Um, yes, uh, I I do I do respect it because I do think that the McDonald's orange juice is there's just something different about it. I love the McDonald's orange juice. Uh, you know, everyone oh, okay. always says it about their Coke or their Sprite. Right, right. That's what I think about their orange juice. There's something different wow. about it that is I have to get it in the morning if I go to McDonald's. Um, but no, Burger King breakfast is it is a sleeper for sure. I really, I really do like a Burger King breakfast. Is that, do they have other things besides the sandwich? Yeah, they have uh, make on burritos. I guess there too that Ooh. they do everything. I also loved. You know, I I've been a big advocate of Taco Bell breakfast yes, where they have, have the they have the hash brown in there. They do the same thing right. at Burger King. They put the hash brown in their wraps and in their that's how it should breakfast be. it's delicious it's amazing uh, i definitely will advocate more for their breakfast than i would for their uh, dinner and lunch menus wow that's a hot take i like it all right i'm gonna try it because there i love breakfast sandwiches i love breakfast burritos oh, the yeah. other night i made myself breakfast tacos for dinner uh, scrambled egg. And Easiest to tacos. cook. It's tasty. Delicious. You know, yeah. Oh my. Of gosh. course. And this picture makes this. Anyway, to get this sandwich for a penny, uh, you've got to use the app. Obviously. Of course. Um, you got to be a Royal Perks member, and if you order anything a dollar or more during regular breakfast hours, you can't get it with delivery. But if you go order on the app. All you got to spend is a dollar. So there's your orange juice or your coffee, and then you get your quiz sandwich for a penny. They're also on January 23rd, which is uh, Tuesday. It is National Pie Day. Burger King's offering their Royal Perk members a free Hershey pie with its chocolatey, crunchy crust, chocolate cream filling, and topped with a fudge drizzle and Hershey's chocolate chips. You can uh, score that deal when you place an order of $1 or more on the app so you get that free hershey pie oh my goodness there's a lot going on at burger king uh tommy you said you had another one i do this one's a little more local uh actually and i actually got it from tmj4 uh the tv station in the area they made a story about it uh everybody's getting into the fast food racket since we started drive through window well this is a <laughs> we we might be we might be trailblazers. We we, we very could well be. could be. Um, <laughs> but this is a story about how a woman gave birth in a Hales Corners McDonald's parking lot. Um, <laughs> a Muskego woman and her newborn baby are doing well after a dramatic delivery at McDonald's parking lot during heavy snow and freezing temperatures. This was oh my gosh. during right. that time frame. Yes. Uh, oh no. We. Well, the the words here uttered by uh, the father, I had my hand on her leg just saying, we can do it, we can make it, it's going to be okay. Then she got very serious and said, we're not going to make it. So um, It was a McFlurry of activity in that car. This was at 4 o'clock in the morning on Friday, January 12th, so a week ago today. Oh, uh, Lord. This just happened. They pulled into a McDonald's parking lot after realizing they were not going to make it in time, and the contractions were intensifying. Uh, we were just driving past. It was the best place to pull over. Uh, that you know, n- muscle memory we took sure. over, is what he said. 
And there, there is some pictures up on the story on TMJ4. I mean, snow is coming down, and they have is McDonald's open at that hour. Or is it a I believe so. McDonald's? Yeah, I believe it's a oh, twenty-four good. hour McDonald's. So sure, you, get a you can get a little, little br- and breakfast is the switchover at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. So if you were looking for something more breakfasty, you could go then. I mean, sure. some of the pictures here. Uh, you know the tr- the trunk is open. I'm assuming that's where this all took place. Uh, they got the back of the hatchback. I don't hatchback. know. Would you want to put your wife in the? Is it a, like an SUV? I'm picturing a gremlin. You don't want to put your wife in the trunk when she's having a baby, like she's a mob hit. I guess it, it's not the backs. <laughs> I, I just didn't know. You know, I guess you can't get that done in the front seat. You need a little more room. Uh, yeah, looks like I, the well, seats go back in the back seat, so they, they okay. had a lot of space there. Uh, it, it was chaotic <laughs> and terrifying, but it ended up beautiful. We have a perfect little boy. Um, what they don't say is now they had to go have their interior completely redone. I feel like the middle name has to be McDonald. Ronald. You know, or Ronald, the yeah. first name. Yeah, no, the kid's name <laughs> is... they go Ma- Grimace? <laughs> Grimace for the middle name. <laughs> Micah Daniel. Because that's what mom was doing the whole time. <laughs> Micah Daniel is what they solved with. Do you know what that shortens to? Mickey, Mickey. D. Mickey D. Mickey D. Yeah, they nice. they did. They uh, <laughs> w- w- that is they they made a play on it. It is their third child, but I thought it was great that it was Hale's Corners and that's you know, very nice. If one if that happened to one of us, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise. It feels like if at that this point. kid doesn't get free McDonald's, free Happy Meals for life. Uh, McDonald's is sleeping on a perfect opportunity to give Mickey D Mickey D's till his Mickey dying day. It's just just a, a beautiful moment that McDonald's could it be a, a part of. Moment. Yes, of course. You know, I, I it would have been nicer if they'd let her come in, you know. <laughs> so she didn't have to del- deliver the car. It was very cold, too, so I don't of know. Of course it was. Yeah, I mean, but they it, it all well, worked out. True. Good. Yes. Well, that's that's the best part of the story that it all worked out. Because yeah, you don't want to be uh, and, and a story for a lifetime. Even on top of it, if you don't get the free McDonald's. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, real quick. I didn't know this. I like Jimmy. Do you like Jimmy John's? Is that I know you like cousins for yourself. Uh, yeah, freaky fast, right? Jimmy John's is all right. It's more. No, of a, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Jersey Mike's. Oh, Jersey, Jersey Mike's. Mike's. Um, Jersey Mike's. I, I've only had it a handful of times, but I know people that swear by it. I love it. I like their uh, I like their cold. The Italian is great, and they make a heck of a Philly cheesesteak. Ooh, okay. At Jersey Mike's. I like yeah. a Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak. Well, they have a secret menu. You hear all these places have secret menus? Sure. Uh, this came out. There's three big things on their secret menu. No longer a secret. But uh, the first one is the surf and turf. It is a Club Supreme modification. You swap out the turkey for tuna, swap the Swiss cheese for provolone, eliminate the bacon, and you have the surf and turf. Eh. Uh, you're left with roast beef, tuna, provolone, and veggies. That sounds horrible. I, I don't. I like tuna. I love. I love tuna. You know sure. the spread and whatnot. I would never get it at one of the big name sandwich shops. <laughs> Why, Tommy? Yeah, there's just been. I never did before. I never will after. Never will uh, again. No. When we, when my wife and I were first dating, we used to go to Subway and get their seafood and crab sandwich. I don't know uh, what type of seafood or what kind of crab was in there, but we, oh boy, we thought that was that was big living. Uh, we were wrong. Then they have the lumberjack salad. Uh, it's basically a club supreme uh, sub in a tub, and then finally the R and R. It's a classic Reuben. Not Ooh. all locations have pastrami or corned beef, but you can uh, 
Find out by hitting up the local shop. And that, that is my favorite uh, sandwich to get at any of the sandwich places. When Cousins brings the Reuben back during March, ooh, I'm, I'm there. Oh. Always. All right. That's a good recommendation. All right. It's time to close up the drive through window. Oh, yeah. There's no news, but we still have to do some business. It's WTMJ Nights. Oh, I know I always come and go. But it's we got to get in on some of these trips, Tommy. Big, uh, big excursion somewhere. It's Brian Newton. We're here until 9 o'clock. Tommy's producing the big broadcast. So if you call in to 855-616-1620, you'll be talking to him. Uh, our text question of the night, if you still want to jump in on that, where are you going to be watching the Packers game tomorrow? Tommy, where are you going to be watching the game? So I, um, I'm, I'm working. Yes, but here's oh. the good news. Here, here's yes. the good news about it. So the the shift I'm starting at, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow or something, and most of that is behind a computer, and I can have ah. the game on on the side part. Now, at 7 o'clock, I switch over to a bartending shift, and we don't have a TV out there, so I am basically just, while shows are going on, they can come out and get a drink by me. I will have yeah. it up on my phone at that point, but... At 10.15, I switch over to a <laughs> host shift, so we are going to potentially miss the last like two minutes of the game, oh, and no. uh, hopefully there will be a result by that, or I will force the group to be five minutes late, depending on how I'm feeling, to just kill some time, and uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I... The game could be over in that point, too. But from 7 to about 10, 15, I'll be able to watch the game. And I know the game starts at 7. But, right. you know, that's we're playing a dangerous game. I might not know <laughs> until right at the end what's happening. Oh, my gosh. Well, you are, one, you're incredibly hardworking. So kudos to you for, I try. for having a work ethic. Uh, I Well, I, I'm sure you're going to find a way to... Uh, Stay updated. I will, even as things uh, even as things get bad. This is oh man, this is exciting news in a way. Uh, Madonna is being sued. Did you hear this, Tommy? She's getting sued by people who went to her concert in New York. So far, it's only two uh, ticket holders because they claim that Madonna exhibited quote, flippant difficulty, quote, in starting her recent Brooklyn Celebration Tour concerts on time. If you have a bad concert story, a bad concert experience, I would love to you to share it with us. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Uh, I th It's about, listen... <laughs> Now, I'm getting, I don't know why I'm getting so worked up about this, other than we've all gone to concerts where it says, hey, guess what? The concert starts at 8 o'clock. And so you get there at about 7, you know, 30, 7.45, whatever. And, you know, okay, maybe that's when the, that's when the opening act is going to go on. I don't know if Madonna has an opening act. I'm going to guess not. Uh, I'm going to guess Madonna is just Madonna. And then you wait, because then the opening act plays a little bit, and the headliner doesn't come on till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Well, Madonna was starting, she was doing, uh, 
She's doing three shows at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, which is an impressive place. Um, They're saying that uh, she, uh, Madonna, they're accusing her of false advertising and negligent misrepresentation after the singer started her concerts at after 10.30 on all three of the nights when the tickets advertised that the show would start at 8.30. A two-hour wait is way too long. I don't care who you are. To me, that is the ultimate sign of disrespect for your fans. I'm not saying that you have to start at 8.30. You know, if you say it starts at 8.30 and you start at 8.45, okay, that's fine. Give people time to get in. But two hours late? Absolutely not. And the reason why, and this is what this is what makes sense, because you know I've talked about, and Tommy, you know I hate frivolous lawsuits. Just, just I think it's dumb. I think we're way too litigious anyway. But then I'd say I, I read why, and I'm like, this makes sense. Especially to an old man who doesn't like to leave his house. The suit claims that most concert goers left the venue after one o'clock in the morning causing them significant inconvenience, including being, quote, confronted with limited public transportation, limited ride-sharing, and or increased public and private transportation costs at that late hour, which makes 100% sure, yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Because even in New York, the subway schedule, after midnight, it's not running as much. Uber drivers, are, they're going to be on, you know, Prime time, because that's middle of the night. Forget about it. It's just, all right, so that makes sense. Then it says, in addition, many ticket holders who attended concerts on a weeknight had to get up early to go to work and or take care of their family responsibilities the next day. Now, I know it's easy for those of us who may not go to things in the middle of the week. What? No matter who you are, you could go, well, come on, that's you made the decision to go to the concert. Yeah, but... If I were going to a Bucks game and they said tip off is at seven o'clock, the Bucks aren't going to tip off at nine. Just cause. So you can you can say, all right, if I'm going to a, a Madonna show, it's 8:30. Let's say it starts at nine. I'll be out of there by eleven. I can still get the subway. I can still get a cab. I get the bus. The Ubers are going to be at a regular price. Uh, and I can still be home by midnight to go to work. You know, you could do that. But if all of a sudden your whole night is shifted because the performer has decided that they're too good to come out on time, that's it. It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, where do you fall on this, Tommy? I, I'm, I'm, I know this, this lawsuit isn't going to go anywhere, but I don't mind it. This no, one I don't I, mind. I'm totally backing it as well. I mean, it's not fair obviously especially for a weekday concert like you were saying and then it totally makes sense the argument of the limited transportation after uh i've never heard of and the reasoning was just cuz like that's what the best we've come up with there wasn't yeah because it was it was every night there was no there was no reason nothing nothing that said uh that i see uh no and she was sued in 2019 for doing the same thing so it's definitely something Madonna's. It's a used it's to. a Madonna. Yeah. I'm taking my. Did you see? She got a fake buttocks. Um, Madonna did. So maybe she was. 
maybe somebody had to massage the concrete that they shot into her backside to give her. I don't know why she wanted a, a bigger backside, but she did. Um, but that's not in the story that that was a reason. There no, are the, only a few A-listers that could get away with two hours. I mean, Madonna's up there. I, no, they, but see, but they can't. Why? Why should they be able well, to get away with two hours? They shouldn't be able to, but they can. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Now, people aren't going to leave. They probably spent a lot of money, especially in they New York, spend, to go listen, see Madonna. I have two words for you, Taylor Swift. Yeah, she doesn't start her concerts two hours late. No, and she also gives you a three-hour concert, so you know That's what you're getting right. into. I mean, and she's selling out the world. Yes, and as far as I know, her butt is natural. I believe I haven't heard anything different. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we're we're not going to spread that misinformation here. No, all not Madonna. But I'm old enough to remember uh, when Guns N' Roses was really popular, and that was an Axl Rose move too, where he would stay down in the dressing room for two and three hours after the concert was supposed to start and not come out, and that led to a riot in St. Louis where people were people had had enough you know it had been 3 hours they were waiting for guns and roses to come out and then there's a, a big riot the only thing worse than that is if somebody comes out and they i went to a concert to see i went to see Hank Williams Jr back before he was a crazy uh right winger uh, back when he was just you know a crazy alcoholic country singer and uh he came out and he did two and a half songs and he was so drunk that he just walked off stage. Oh. The entire concert lasted 15 minutes. <laughs> and we were all sitting there like, is he coming back? Did something happen? And we waited. And about 10 minutes later, the lights come up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out there. That's all we have for you tonight. Mm. I, yeah. I have a similar experience with... Um, uh, an A Boogie with the Hoodie. I know you're really familiar with him. A Boogie uh, with the Hoodie. Yes. Um, I knew him when he just wore a sport coat. Yeah. He wa a Boogie is definitely short, but his whole stage name is technically that. And he was <laughs> on a free stage at Summerfest. It was okay. one of the bigger hip-hop brands they brought in that year to Summerfest. I can't even remember. But... When you go to these free stages, a lot of the technique that we used was, okay, we're going to go in right when it opens, we're going to run, and we're going to get as close oh, as sure. possible, right? Because yeah, everyone's yeah. going to do that. We'll just watch that stage the whole day, and we'll we'll do it. So we had been there probably 10 hours at least, uh, sitting, waiting, and the concert got extremely packed. I mean, there was... A lot of people there. Uh, it wasn't as quite as big as the Lil Uzi Vert one that happened, I think, a year later. I'm sorry, which... I think you had a stroke. What did yeah, you... yeah, Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, I, Lil, I know. Lil Uzi Vert? Correct, yes. Is uh -huh. that two names, Lil Uzi Vert? No, or... it is all one name. Uh, pretty, pretty popular as well, I would say. He had about 30,000 people at a free stage in Summerfest. Holy cow. Yes, it was. Sounds like he's big time Uzi Vert. He's a short fellow, but he's big time, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, but anyway, the A Boogie concert lasted about 40 minutes, and we waited for 10 hours. Oh, no. And... Everyone, once it happened, was waiting for an encore of some sort, and it just never came. And, you know, it wasn't, it, I guess, when I go to a concert, too, there's plenty of musicians that I love their music, and thinking back on it, 
I really wouldn't want to go see them in concert, though. It's not the vibe I'm trying to get when I go to a concert. And looking at it, that concert alone now makes me rethink a lot of concerts I go to in the future. Like, do I really want to go see this person in concert? Because I'm trying to be, you know, into it, really. And, I, I, you know, when it's something slow or, you know, maybe uh, more R&B vibing out time, it's just not really my speed when I go to a concert. I'd like to be, you know, a little more amped up. You want to rock out? Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't... uh, I'm usually that way. I like to, you know, when I... The concerts I've gone to in the last couple of years have all been, you know, classic rock concerts. So, you know, I'm sure. really going whole hog. We went to see James Taylor and Jackson Brown uh, a couple of years ago, and it was an outdoor venue, and I love Jackson Brown. Uh, I'm a Jim, I'm a, um, a James Taylor fan, too, but I went kind of to see Jackson Brown, and he opened, and then James uh, Taylor came out. And I like, again, I like James Taylor. But it was a nice warm night. Um, James Taylor was playing very softly and his nice ballads. And uh, I snoozed through a good portion of the concert. <laughs> That's not, I don't like to spend money to snooze. I can snooze for free at home. But, but what are you going to do? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, this is turning into a class action suit. They're suing, um, they're suing Madonna. They're uh, suing Live Nation. They're suing Brooklyn Events Center. They're doing the Barclays. And they're doing, uh, uh, yes, Live Nation. I said Live Nation. So Live Nation Worldwide, Live Nation M Tours, Brooklyn Events Centers, and Madonna all being sued. Uh, I don't... The only concerts I've been to lately have been at um, outdoor amphitheaters and I sit on the lawn because I can't anymore justify the ticket prices and i know we've we've talked about that before but there's um when i see some of the prices for these shows and even listen when my daughter bought the taylor swift tickets i was like you're paying how much and i don't know maybe it's age too because i'm probably if i look back with years and what the ticket price would cost now based on what i paid back you know, back in the day, but I still, it's still hard to go $300 for a concert ticket. Holy smokes. I cannot do it. Cannot do it. You know what I have to do? I have to do this. And then a man who is beloved by some turning down a lot more money than you and I could even imagine. Oh, we'll talk about that. When we come back on WTMJ Nights. All right, we got a few more minutes. Uh, A couple of music stories. Tommy, if I offered you a hundred million dollars to, quote, uh, pull that thing out, what would you say? I would be putting in a letter of resignation and be getting my hundred million dollars. Exactly. Well, that's why you and I are not Snoop Dogg. Snoop turned down $100 million from OnlyFans. Um, that was his quote. They they wanted him to start a channel and offered him as much as $100 million to, as he put it, pull that thing out. Um, he told he was on a podcast this week or an Instagram Live series, 
And he told them about the offer. He said, they got it. Uh, they got me. When one of them girls made like $20 million on there, the rapper said, they were like, OnlyFans wants you to come on there, Snoop. You could do about $100 million. All you got to do is pull that thing out. Uh, and Snoop, who is not, uh, you know, he's done all kinds of stuff, but he said no to $100 million. That's got to be a hard, a hard decision. You know who's very, very happy? Um, Kristen Yusick. Wait, how do is that? Use check. Use check. Use check. Christian Use check. Her husband uh, plays for the 49ers. He's a uh, fullback. Kyle is his name. Uh, well, she's a designer. And if you were watching the Chiefs game, which I'm sure you would, because you you wanted to see Taylor Swift, she was wearing that jacket, uh, the Travis Kelsey jacket. Well, that was made by Kristen. And Patrick Mahomes' wife was wearing a Mahomes jacket made by her. She's also made jackets uh, for Simone Biles, who you know is married to a, uh, to Jonathan Owens on the Packers. She had like a vest. She made uh, Debo Samuel and uh, Brendan Ayuk. Um, she made them jackets. So all of a sudden, Tommy told me about this story. This designer is now getting calls from how many how many followers did she pick up after Taylor Over Swift? Over half a million this week. Just from Taylor Swift wearing her jacket. Yes. And now the NFL wants her to design an entire line of clothing for uh for that. Now, Tommy, you claimed if she made a Jordan Love jacket, you would wear it. Hundred percent. It doesn't look it doesn't look like a, a, a Ladies, don't at me. It doesn't look like a ladies' jacket. It looks like just a unisex no, down, very puffy jacket for yeah. foot for a football fan. Absolutely would wear it, and it sure looks warm. Yeah, so she has one. Uh, Brittany Mahomes was wearing hers. They were twinning. They looked so lovely. Uh, Best in their, friends in their jackets. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're BFFs. Come on, until Taylor Taylor breaks up. Uh, big, you know, the big news is that they're they're still seeing how things go. I'm I'm still amazed by people who are upset that they show Taylor Swift at the game. <laughs> I just it's it's so ridiculous. We're so bad. It's ruining football. Oh, it also has a Nike swoosh on the on the sleeve. Well, it's made from the jersey. That's why. It's oh, not, is that right? So those are actually made from cutting from up a jersey, jerseys. and then oh, yes. that would make sense. Why yes. the the sleeve then has the same full size numbers as right. the back in the front? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's made videos See, on her TikTok of how she makes them, um, and you could you could check them out. On, I don't know her, her TikTok name, but she she does videos on how she makes them and whatnot, and it's literally just cutting up a jersey. And then having some material that goes inside of stuff and moved around. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks pretty cool. I you know, I could see the problem with something like that is I'm always I'm always cautious about getting somebody's name mm -hmm. like either on a jersey or something because they'll be gone. Yeah, that makes Plus, sense. I like to yeah, and, and you know I don't need to pay homage to somebody who's still playing. What do you All think right, listen, the over under is on the price of that three hundred dollars? Oh, that's got to be that's got to be at least five fifty. Okay, all right, yeah, that's uh, it's got to be at least five fifty. Looks expensive. And now with now with the Taylor bump, yep, you're looking at eight hundred to a <laughs> thousand. Price of a ticket. Yep, you got to get in. Uh, well, listen, 
Tommy, good luck uh, getting to see as much of the game as possible tomorrow. We will talk about it, I'm sure, next week. Uh, because Well, we'll be talking to Brandon again, he predicts. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening and being part of the program. Tommy, thank you, as always, for all your help. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you again on Tuesday right here on WTMJ.